0: The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app, True Connect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect, exclusively for Raider Nation.
1: Welcome to Raiders Roundtable, presented by America First Credit Union. I'm JT, along with Q Myers. Lincoln Kennedy will join us in a little bit as the Raiders are coming off their bye week. They're home at Allegiant Stadium to take on the Houston Texans. And for us radio guys and podcasters, (laughs) not much of a bye week. Right. But, Q, hopefully the players and coaches hit the reset button at 1-4. and It's time to get rolling right now.
0: It really is. And I think for the most part, JT, I think players and coaches like to get the bye week a little bit later on in the season. But you don't pick your bye week, right? So you got it after the fifth game of the season. Tough loss to Kansas City. So now you reset, you recharge, you get healthy, and you get ready for a tough stretch, 12 straight games.
1: That's a good point by you. I think initially when the schedule came out and we talked, I was kind of upset about the schedule because it was front-loaded and back-loaded, and in the middle – I thought that's when the Raiders would have to get on their run and get on their run, and that's the time now. So I think the bye week with the injuries and trying to find some chemistry with this team on the offense and what their scheme is on defense. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise that they got that early bye week.
0: No, you're right about that, and that's all they can do is look for the blessing in disguise and find the the silver linings, and and that's part of it, you know, trying to find out who the difference makers are, how to simplify maybe the scheme to make guys a little bit more effective offensively and defensively because, look, the offense has been able to move the ball – They've been able to score and not touchdowns all the time, but they're able to score and sometimes the defense doesn't come up and, and be able to stop them, so they've got to be able to correct that as well.
1: Well, the Bills won the Chiefs. I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. I think they have the best team stacked-wise, top to bottom, and they won in Kansas City, kind of exercising that demon and what happened in that game. And it was an impressive performance overall by Josh Allen, but the difference is, Q, they went out and got defensive players on Buffalo. Their right. linebackers, their secondary, their pass rush is a beast, and Mahomes made some mistakes.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and there's a reason why they went out there got Von Miller you know Von Miller is a guy who's basically on a pitch count but he's like you said a closer he's a guy that he could pin his ears back and knows how to get to the quarterback he made Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable in Kansas City on Sunday it was a really good game and Buffalo showed why they should be a favorite
1: And a couple of things jumped out at me in that game. It was the pass rush, and I think it'll come back to help the Raiders long term, is that they got an interior pass rush, and then they kept someone as a spy on Mahomes, which is really hard to do. The Raiders have struggled with that, because you got to guard Kelsey and all these other playmakers, but Buffalo has the assets to do that. They had the depth to do that with coverage linebackers. I thought that was the difference in the game.
0: I agree 100%, and again, it goes back to getting that push up the gut, right? And the Raiders are able to get push up the gut, but they're able to slow down the run. They have Haven't been able to get to the quarterback consistently, and that's part of it, to make Mahomes uncomfortable, get him outside, and let your closers, like a Max Crosby, like a Chandler Jones, go to work.
1: Well, I don't like watching games wanting teams to win or lose. We're <laughs> right. not that scoreboard watcher, right, but right. we obviously saw that in that game. So that brought Kansas City back to the pack. And a lot of Raider fans who've been calling us on Raider Nation Radio are saying if, if the Raiders beat Kansas City and they should have. They should have right. won that no game. Doubt, no doubt. Then Kansas City would have been 3-3. Three and three. Right. The Raiders beat Houston. You know, you're talking about two wins and they're right behind them there. Right. We'll get to the Chargers here in a minute, but I think it's fair to say, tip your cap, Kansas City's still the king of the West mm-hmm. until the Raiders knock them off. And I think Buffalo, Buffalo needed that game if they wanted home field throughout in Orchard Park.
0: Right, and Buffalo they they felt some kind of way about that game anyway. Going back to last year's playoffs, right? They knew what what they missed out on uh, last year, and so they they came in there. They had that game circled, no doubt on their on their uh, calendar, and they were ready for it. And they showed that on Sunday. But
1: it wasn't 13 seconds; it was 12 <laughs> seconds. They got a field goal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting exactly. there again, going, Leslie Frazier's defense. Right, let them have a couple plays, and they set up, and they hit a. Big field goal, yep. career high mm-hmm. in Kansas City. So that was shocking to me. And did it did it feel when you were watching the game that oh, my God, Buffalo's going to lose this again. They're going to find a way to lose.
0: Yeah, it felt like it. it yeah. really did. I mean, again, because you cannot make mistakes against Kansas City, right? They have shown too many times that they are a good team that can get down the field really quickly. If you allow them just a little bit of hole there, they'll take advantage of it, and that's what they did. And so I thought, here you go again, but, you know, Buffalo was able to pull that out. Well,
1: and the other quick thing about Buffalo is Buffalo's got the Jets on their back. Right. You know, I thought the Jets right. were going to be a 3-4 or four <laughs> Who thought win team right? this year, and the <laughs> yeah. Jets and the Giants. So we're going to look at some other teams right now, and we'll start with the Broncos at the Chargers, and what we saw in Monday Night Football, that was another gut punch because the Chargers won the game, and as Bill Parcells says, you are what your record is. They're a 4-2 and two team, and they don't look like a 4-2 no. and two team. With no. that coach, their kicker, who was injured, kicked four to win the game. Right. And I just thought that Denver, again, showed how weak they are. I mean, Russell Wilson had multiple chances. When was the last time, Q, you remember Russell Wilson at the end of regulation and twice in overtimes having opportunities and get nothing out of it?
0: Right, exactly. I couldn't tell you. You know, yeah. it almost makes you look and, and go back and think, man, Seattle knew what they were doing when they yeah. th- agreed to move on from him. He completed three passes in the second half and in overtime combined for 11 yards. That's it. Russell Wilson!
1: (laughs) I was listening to our flagship, obviously, driving in today for Raiders Roundtable, and one of the guests was saying that they're on the hook for Russell Wilson for a minimum of four more years. Now, look, Russell Wilson's a hell of a player. Right. And this is brand-new chemistry. We see how the Raiders are trying to figure out their chemistry with a new head coach, but no one around the league, queue saw this coming. Nobody thought that Russell Wilson and that offense would struggle, and fortunately for the Chargers, they're getting breaks with their record. They're barely beating teams that they're supposed to beat, and then they get Denver in a down year to get to 4-2. and
0: Right, and their coach decides that he tries to give every game away, right? It feels like he tries to give every game away and. still, they found a way to win four games and are tied for first. So, you got to give them credit for that, but at the same time, they don't look like the juggernaut that everyone thought that they were going to be heading into the season. Remember, all the conversation was the AFC West is going to be such a dominant division, and it really hasn't. It hasn't taken off, and nobody has just grabbed the stranglehold of the division. So, everyone is really still in the thick of things. The
1: problem I have with the Chargers from a Raiders perspective is the Chargers are only going to get better and healthier.
0: Right. Right. They're, they're going to get healthier.
1: Yeah. Derwin James is out there. Mm-hmm. Bosa is in. Khalil Mack is healthy. The rib. Cartilage for Justin Herbert. So they're going to get healthier and better. But as you point out beautifully there, the coach and the team. Every game for them is a struggle, and I compare it identically to the Raiders. The Raiders are supposed to get the ball and score at will at times. So are the Chargers, but the Chargers might not have Keenan Allen. He's out for a game. Mike Williams is double-covered. They can't get Austin Eckler going, and Justin Herbert got knocked out. I mean, he he was stopped on third down multiple times and a fourth down, and Denver couldn't capitalize.
0: No, they couldn't. Denver just showed how much of a struggle it is for them to figure things out offensively with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel. Hackett and that marriage seems like it's probably going to come to a close before it you know before it really gets a chance to get started I know people in Denver are furious I mean they thought all they had to do was go get their quarterback and they were good to go and it just it hasn't worked out that way and so you know again the Chargers they they find ways to win so you got to give them credit for that but it's not it's not pretty it's not uh, easy on the eyes it's really like a struggle and you can see it the other thing is defensively with the Chargers J.C. Jackson was their big their big pickup he got benched on Monday night
1: yeah you're right about that. And remember <laughs> when we're here in Vegas, so when the season totals came out, Denver was at 10 and, a half, and I said, what are you doing? Right. And everybody thought, as you said, that just having Russell Wilson, everybody forgot, Q, that in order to get Russell Wilson, they had to give up a lot. A lot. And the chemistry just didn't work. Very surprised by that. Let's take a look at the AFC West standings. And, again, the Raiders got to get going at 1-4. and four. They're two and a half back, and this is where the schedule helps the Raiders out. If they're going to get on a roll – it has to happen right now. Kansas City four and two with the Chargers and the Denver Broncos two and four. And Denver's playing as bad as any team in the NFL. So Q, let's concentrate on Kansas City and the Chargers. Kansas City beat Tom Brady in Tampa right. Raiders had him beat yep. and that would have been three games in a row with losing two to the Raiders and Buffalo Bills but they found a way to beat Las Vegas and now they're they're okay at 4-2 and two. and again I think they're going to play better football as it goes along and Andy Reid doesn't seem to be too concerned.
0: No, Andy Reid's not going to be too concerned. He's still got the offense and he's still got Patrick Mahomes, right? Yep. Travis Kelsey, obviously we all saw what he was able to do to the Raiders only had seven catches but had four touchdowns so I mean they, they still have the nucleus of the team but they they show that they're they're beatable right and and the Raiders I I feel like with all the talent that the Raiders have there's not a team in the league they can't compete with including the Chiefs including the Bills they just have to go out there and do it and execute
1: yeah and we both don't believe in good losses it's not NASCAR where you get points for sixth (laughs) right right or fourth (laughs) but when you look at the Raiders schedule here with what the Raiders had to start off with, which was a really tough schedule, I think three and two would have been best case scenario. Two and three could have been probable. Mm-hmm. But the loss to Arizona, right, uh, up twenty one. points, and right. then being up seventeen nothing to Kansas City. So as we just saw the standings, I think the key and what I wanted to ask you when we'll ask Lincoln coming up is do you think this team found their identity? The last couple of games, and right. what do you think that is coming out of the bye week?
0: I feel like they have found their identity with Josh Jacobs in the run game, and we see how strong he's running. We know that you know he's a guy that gets better as he gets more carries, uh, but they've got to be able to cash in and get those uh, long drives and got to turn those into seven and not three.
1: Yeah, you can run it all you want. Right? Right. I love this running game. I hope right. they keep running the ball. But when you get to the red zone and they stuff the box, you're going to have to throw. And right. that was supposed to be the strength of the Raiders. When we come back, Lincoln Kennedy joins us, our partner on Raiders Round. Brought to you by America First Credit Union.
2: When you're a part of a team, there are expectations.
1: And one of the things I expect from my team is trust. I work hard to win, and I trust my team to work hard too. That's why I feel good about America
0: First Credit Union. They're my financial team, and I trust that they'll always be there for me
1: and my community. I'm Hunter Renfro. Join me and the America First team today. We're back on Raiders Roundtable, brought to you by America First Credit Union, Q Myers, JT, and here he is, Lincoln Kennedy, our partner here and the analyst on the Raiders Radio Network. And Lincoln, before we get going here, how was your bye week? Because you're always doing college football. You're traveling with the Raiders. Was there a little bit of mental downtime as the Raiders had a week off?
2: Absolutely not! <laughs> Absolutely not! What are you, you guys, what are you, 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 you yeah, tripping? I do. You guys know me better than that. No, there, there's no, there's no downtime, and and the fact that the 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 loss to Kansas City and Kansas City resonated so much for me over the bye week, really, you know, really just told me that I, I need to again, I need to develop a life, guys. I need to get something different because this is ridiculous, but uh, it's something you don't have any control over. But you know, we're back into it, back into the fold, guys, and 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 hopefully. I'm wanting to see a better production and a better output or outcome, I should say, against the Texans coming up.
1: Well, the Raiders got news early in the week that Nate Hobbs is on IR, short term IR, probably about four weeks, Lincoln. It's a it's a big blow because he's a hybrid. He can play inside and outside. Your thoughts.
2: Well, you know, the thing is, is that when they traded Trayvon Mullings, I, I was, I was curious to see what they were going to do. And they, uh, obviously Nate Hobbs was, Hobbs was the answer to it. And now they're on, you know, on the hiccups, if you will, with Nate. But it's, it's one of those things where this, the secondary has got to find its way. I was curious to see what they're going to do with Jonathan Abrams um, over the past uh, you know, six weeks in the season. I think they found a place for it, but they got to have a corner that's able to shut things down. So I, it's something of concerning to me.
0: Lakers, sticking with the defense, do you think that they may need to simplify things a little bit on Patrick Graham's side of the the ball just to kind of make things a little bit easier so guys can not think and just go out there and execute?
2: You know, Q, I don't know if simplifying things would be the way to go. I I I think what they need to do is they need to find a way to ramp up effort from the guys that are out there on the football field. We've seen at times... This defense has had the ability to shut opposing offenses down. It hasn't been consistent, but that's, of course, in my opinion, that's around the whole team offense, defense, and special teams hasn't been consistent. So, I, I don't know if simplifying things will be that much easier for this team. I just think they need to ramp up the effort in one well, way or the other.
1: Well, the new father, Max Crosby, has brought his motor and his A-game, yes. Lincoln, the entire year here, and I think he motivates this team. Denzel Perryman is a rah-rah guy who backs it up, but the secondary, I think, is a little bit cause for concern there because of what Kelsey did in the red zone, and before we get to Houston, this defense now has got to shine because we saw a little bit of flash and some playmaking and we've seen a scoop and score this year but coming into this game in Houston I just think that they had to find something in the bye week you played in this league multiple pro bowls what's it like when the veterans get away but some of the younger players stay back in the building and you redefine your goals especially if you're not playing well early
2: you know it's it's way to it's one of those things JT where you try to redetermine your focus And what your purpose is for the remainder of the season after a bye, you see where the team has potential and has struck, you know, the the fact that they only have one win is disappointing, obviously, but you see the fact that this team has potential and they have the ability to compete with anyone. And it's where you put yourself, where you put your focus. I was always one of those guys that said, you know, it it falls uh, along the lines of accountability. And I'm accountable for the only thing I can be accountable is my own play. So every individual in that locker room needs to take it upon themselves to go out there and to be better than they were the, the the weeks before. And that's going to be a big chore. Because let's fake it. Let's let's focus on the fact that if you're going to fixate yourself on how to be better, you got to know where you were wrong or what you did wrong and what you can do better. And that's that's a big that's a big ask at times.
0: Lincoln, looking at the next four games, obviously Houston's the first team up on the uh, on the schedule. They're coming into Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, and this is where everyone says, well, this is the easier part of the schedule. How as a player in that locker room do you keep that noise out and not worry about this is the easier part, but let's just focus on this game because every opponent in the NFL is tough.
2: Well, Q, you just have to do that. It's one game at a time. You can't look ahead. You can't look to the, the Saints or the Jaguars or the Colts. You have to look just at the Texans themselves and the fact that you should not lose to the Texans, just like they should not have lost to the Arizona Cardinals, just like they should not have lost, you know, the game that they had in hand in Kansas city. I mean, there are things that you look back on and be like, man, how do we let that one get away? But you have to focus on the next opponent and the next opponent only that is the Houston Texans. So if you're a professional, you, you don't look past anyone. You don't look beyond anything. You don't look down the, the road of schedule where you have to go next. You, you take it in, in control and say, this is what we need to do now, and this is what this team needs to do now. They need to learn how to win. I mean, it, it's still – they only have one win under their belt. They need to learn how to win, finish off teams. When you jump on a substantial lead like they've had in a couple of games, double-digit leads, and you're not able to close it, up. that's something that you need to reflect upon you need to find do better than
1: I agree with you, Lincoln. Now we want to talk about the Houston Texans, and there's one big stat that jumps out at me. They're top five in the entire NFL when it comes to giving up points. They've given up 99 total points. They're under 20 points at 19.8. So what this tells me is their bend, don't break. You can put up yards on them, but once you get to the red zone, they don't let you in. Tell me about that with the Texans. Lovey Smith, a defensive-style coach here, and what they're able to do because they're holding opponents to under 20 points a game, something we've been looking for the Raiders to do over the last couple of years with multiple defensive coordinators. Get out of that 28, 27, 25, and try to get under giving up 20 points a game. I think that's critical here.
2: Well, I think, you know, JT, when it comes down to it, Q said it earlier in the, in the podcast where the Raiders need to have better red zone product production, and then you get to touchdowns, not so much. Look, the, the Raiders have been good at moving the ball between the 20s. They've been a good getting in the red, the, the red zone, but they have not been good in scoring touchdowns. And I think that's where you set yourself apart. This Houston Texan team is, is one of those teams that gives up yards, gives up points, but does it is it as substantial as giving up sevens? Those are the ones that really do teams in, and that's what the Raiders need to get better at. And this isn't a good opportunity. You have a, you have an offense in the Raiders that's capable of moving the ball between the 20s, but a, a, a finishing is something that, that's been a chore and a challenge to them. So I think this is something another opportunity for the Raiders to get better at.
0: Lincoln, looking at the defensive side of things when it comes to the Houston Texans uh, trying to slow them down. They have a young rookie running back in Damian Pierce. That guy is a stud. Uh, How do the, the Raiders go about trying to slow
2: him down? I, I think it's, you know, stead things, things that you've seen so far this year, Q, when it comes to the Raiders' defense. They've been getting better and better. It seems like every game they've been getting better. Uh, and they need to continue that. As we push through the latter part of the season, they need to get better at that. And more importantly, I, I still think the stars need to shine. Uh, it, it's you. You talked about Max Crosby. You know, we also, you know, I, I mentioned Chandler Jones' name uh, last time uh, because he had a standout game. He needs to continue to get better. This this defensive secondary continues needs to continue to get better, as well as the linebacker core. Hopefully, you can know, get some good production out of Denzel Perryman. But there, there are times where you've seen individuals stand out on this defense. Substantially, I think the stars need to shine on this defense through and through.
1: All right, Lincoln. Houston's given up 165 yards a game on the ground. And Josh is running well. So here's the big one. We've been waiting to ask you, what is the theme of this game? Pound it, pound it hard, or get this offense going. You're coming off a bye week. Devontae, Hunter, assuming Waller can go, the hamstring issue. I would imagine they're going to have a breakout offensive game, or do they stick to running the football because we know that works?
2: Well, I I think they can stick with running the football. We have yet to see it substantially, uh, especially when it matters. But, you know, overall, it it goes back to the point that I made about the defense. I, I think the, the 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 stars need to shine. You know, look, the the theme that I saw out of the Kansas City game is that if they decide to go big with big jumbo personnel, Thayer Munford is not going to put a uh, is not going to put you in a, in, in in a pass defense or a defense where you're thinking about the pass. You're you're just going to substantially stack the box right. and try to stop the run. And so that's that that's what that is. But the same point, they need to get you know, Foster Moreau back because he's the better blocker than the tight ends mm-hmm. um, that, that we have. Um, and, and more importantly, you just need to find a way, a combination, whether it's Renfro and Adams or whomever is out there, the passing combination, to where you can use play action out of those types of formations. Uh, and I think they've shown, they, they've seen it, we've seen it at times in, in, in guys, but haven't seen it consistently. So there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out. Unfortunately, you only have game time to figure it out. I think this is a good running team. This is a good team that runs the football between the tackles. But you've got to have a, a, a tight end who allows you out there to, to set up the, the play action and to run out of the play action. Um, if not, you're just becoming one-dimensional, and teams are going to start to focus on that and take that away from you.
0: Lincoln, JT mentioned Waller, uh, hopefully, that he's healthy enough to go out there and play on Sunday against the Texans. If he is, is this a game where him and Renfro both need to kind of be a bigger part of this offense, regardless if it's coming you know, based off the run at first and then open it up for the pass game, but just need to be a bigger factor and bigger weapons on the
2: offense? When you have Waller out there, you do have that uh, um, that uh, that weapon mm-hmm. that challenges defenses that makes them you know take re- you know take notice and, and reckon and 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 of course be on 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 cues for that. But the thing is is, is um, you know without that incons- or having that inconsistency over the past couple of weeks, there there hasn't been that threat there. And so the, you know there's there's a lot of weapons that are lacking on this offense. The Raiders have found a way to score and to make big plays. But you got to have more, and and I think that people are going to try to take a, take away Adams, they're going to try to take away Renfro, but they can't take away all three right. of the weapons when they're out in the field, including Waller. So that's why you got to have them out there.
1: All right, Lincoln. After that, it's at New Orleans. The Raiders will stay on the road, yeah. and they'll go from New Orleans to Jacksonville. You played in New Orleans many times, especially when you were drafted high by the Falcons, and as a Raider, it's difficult to play there. And they're trying to figure out the quarterback. Jameis has been hurt. We know what they can do and try to mix it up with Hill there. Dennis Allen, former head coach, believe me, he wants this game desperately, but he can't look ahead because they're struggling this year. So the New Orleans game after Houston, we're talking about Houston's won one game with a tie, and then the two teams after that are only two-win teams. It feels like the Raiders got to get on a roll on this road trip if they beat, and I expect them to beat the Texans and have a productive road trip that starts in New Orleans.
2: Well, I mean, I would like to think that JT, but at the same point, we see such an inconsistent level out of this team. I don't know what to predict, Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same point, these are now parts of the schedule where if you want to contend and you want to say that you're going to play in January and, and possibly late in January and February, you got to win these games. And, and these are one of the games that has it. The Houston Texans obviously, and of course, the New Orleans Saints. You can't take anything for granted because you're going on the road, uh, taking on a, a team that's got a pretty good defense, at least on paper, uh, and find ways to to get se- several wins. But the Raiders aren't there yet. So once they take care of business against the Texans, which I, uh, I hope they do, um, and then go on the road when they have Jacksonville and uh and, uh, the New Orleans Saints to find a way to take care of business there, they can put themselves in a the back in, in a good position. But you know, all in all, guys, I'm, I'm just I'm still holding fast to the fact that this team hasn't learned how to win. They yeah. got to learn how to win, and they have to win, win. And it starts with the Texans this week.
0: Lincoln, I'm a big environment guy, and looking at this New Orleans game, knowing it's right around Halloween, and the Raiders and and the Saints in New Orleans around Halloween. I mean, what gets
2: better than that, right? <laughs> Raider Nation is going to take over Bourbon Street down there, guys. I already know. I've already seen the incomes there. I mean, the, the emails and stuff like that, the, the, uh, the, the, the Raider Nation is going to be down there. And look, for what it's worth, in 2016, I think it was the last time the Raiders were down mm-hmm. there, Um, they took over. Yeah. It took over New Orleans. Yep. The Raider Nation took over New Orleans. I, I remember seeing them on the double-decker buses going through this, the town, honking Raiders, loving. And, of course, when uh, the you know when uh, New Orleans was in, in their own Superdome and they were talking about, you know, who that, who that, the Raiders Nation was saying, we that, we that, we <laughs> that, we that to beat them damn Saints. So I'm hoping it does the same thing, and I'm hoping the Raiders have something to cheer for. This team gives them something that the Raider Nation to cheer for because they're going to show up in New Orleans in, uh, that, that, that Sunday too.
1: As Lincoln, as we wrap it up, we know you do a lot of prep and you got to look at a game with the Houston Texans, beating the Jaguars 13-6. to yeah. That's shocking to me because Jacksonville was at home and Jacksonville won at the Chargers. And Jacksonville beat Indy right, right. and shut them out. So I said, yeah. how does Jacksonville lose yeah. that game? And that's another game looming for the Raiders. That's the second part of that road trip there. So as you're looking at these teams in the coming weeks, you got this game to look at as you prep for the Texans and get ahead of Jacksonville with your coverage there. Both of these teams just played each other to a standstill there. Not a lot of offense in the game, but the defense is shined.
2: You know what? What's interesting to me, JT, in, the, in this division, that the the Jaguars seem to have, you know, for what it's worth, seem to have the Colts number. They, yeah, they own the Colts yeah. for the most part, okay? And then you you talk about teams that, for the Jaguars, seem to be their biggest ne- nemesis. And the Texans have been the Jaguars' biggest nemesis when it comes to the division. So this is a little bit of a roundabout. If the Raiders were able to get to that point, to where, I mean, I think they control their own destiny when it comes to teams like the, the Broncos. Um, it's, it's a coin flip when it comes to the Chargers. They don't have an answer yet to the Kansas City Chiefs. If the Raiders were able to get in in their own division, able to, to 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 have that sort of toss up to where you have that, you know, you you those are those are the games that you can say that oh yeah we got this we got this, um, and they would be better off. The, the Raiders haven't been there yet, and so for what my point is is that you know no matter whom you're playing, no matter where you're playing, teams are. It's, it's just, it's just how it is. Any given Sunday, you can lose to anyone. Mm-hmm. And for the Raiders, they need to find a point to where they're consistently winning those types of games, games that we look on the schedule. Like, oh, that's a gimme. That's, that, that's what you should think of. But after the Arizona debacle, you know, after, after what happened and so far we've seen in the season, nothing is a gimme. The Raiders aren't there yet and they have to find a way to get there, guys.
0: What are your thoughts on the Colts as uh, you know they're going to be coming to town? and Ngakwe has said that he wants to show the Raiders that that was a bad decision to move on from them. Just what do you think of the overall team with the defense and Matt Ryan who looks like a struggling Matt Ryan at his
2: age? It goes back to the the days when I was playing. Everyone had the Raiders circled on their schedule. Yeah, sure. Everybody wanted to beat the Raiders, no matter what it was, no matter what the team was and no matter whom, whom it was. Everybody wanted to beat the Raiders. So, it, you know what, you're going to be um, somebody's, on someone's schedule, you're going to be their biggest challenge. You just need to find a way to overcome it and make sure you show why it is a reason the team that you want to beat. You want to go out there and beat them as well. Thank you, Lincoln. We appreciate it. Always appreciate your
1: time, your insight. And there's a big schedule change coming up here for the Raiders where they're going to have to take advantage of it. You feeling good about it, big link? You think this is when they get on the run? I know you don't want to look too far ahead. I know that. But this is the Raiders (laughs) podcast network and we got to feel it. There's a lot of Raider Nation tweeting at you wanting to see a role here.
2: I want to see a role so bad. I want to see, I want to give something positive to talk about with this team. And like I've told my partner, Jason Horowitz, when he was so disappointed after the Kansas City loss, I'm like, look, this is what it costs to be a Raider. (laughs) Welcome. It's not fair. It's not fun. Welcome to the Raider Nation. This is what we have to deal with every time. So, I mean, I would love to see this team get on the run. Look, you know, for what it's worth, this team has the potential of being good. Mm -hmm. But potential, that's just a word. You got to go out there and do it. I mean, you got to go out there and finish it. You got to go out there and play four quarters of of football. When you jump on a a team with a substantial lead, you got to find a way to put put them away. Uh, uh, It's so disheartening because we haven't seen it yet, guys. But potential wise, they're they're there. (laughs) Have a great week, Lincoln. Good (laughs) to see you, buddy. See you guys soon.
1: All right, it's Raiders Roundtable, America First Credit Union, and it's on the Raiders Podcast Network, and we appreciate everybody who finds us on all the platforms at Raiders.com, on YouTube. Just hit subscribe and like, leave some comments, and when we come back, we'll look ahead to the remaining part of this schedule. And again, look at the Raiders coming off the bye week and what they need to do to get on a roll.
2: When you're a part of a team, there are
1: expectations. And one of the things I expect from my team is trust. I
0: work hard to win, and I trust my team to work hard too. That's why I feel good about America First Credit Union. They're my financial team, and I trust that they'll
1: always be there for me yeah. and my community. Nice Thank you. I'm Hunter Renfro. Join me and the America First team today. Welcome back to Raiders Roundtable. We're presented by America First Credit Union, and we'll wrap it up, Q, and it's go time. we yeah. have been saying it on Raider Nation Radio. It's time to roll. This team has got to put their head down. they got to come out of a bye week with a single-minded focus on the Houston Texans. We have to talk about the future. Fans right. want to talk about the future. But now it's one team that they're supposed to beat. It's at home. Yeah. they got to have a big, explosive game. So I'm going to talk to the coach this week. We're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of interviews. I know you've got a lot of contacts in Houston and in yeah. Coming on your show. This is a scary defense. Again, they give up 19.8 a game. Right. So what they're going to do is try to keep it close and just hope they're in it at Allegiant Stadium late in the game.
0: No doubt about it. It's going to be a heck of a chess match between head coach Josh McDaniels and Levy Smith, right? Levy Smith is a defensive-minded guy, so that's why you see what they're doing in Houston. They're not a real talented team, but they're a, a team that's going to go out there and compete, right? So they cannot take them lightly at all.
1: And we, we looked at the schedule, and I think the schedule says – Go get on the yeah. roll here, yeah, but sure. you got as Lincoln said perfectly. You got to prove that you can win and not lose, and then once you do that, then the roll starts there. And this trip, this road trip after this, they're gone for a while. Yeah, New Orleans and Jacksonville—that's a sacrifice, being away from your family, being away from your kids. So I think this is a business trip coming up. Win right. this game big, go on a business trip, and take care of it.
0: And that might be a good thing as well. You know, just kind of get away from everything and just know that it's all right, about right. football, right? It's no all doubt. about football. You've got to win it. Just win, baby. That's what they have to do, and they've got to go in there with that mindset. It's a big deal staying on the East Coast following the New Orleans game to go and and compete with Jacksonville.
1: All right, everybody, listen to Raider Nation Radio. Q, tell us about the app, how to listen online. Yeah, That app is incredible because fans can hear us all over the world, not just in the United States. And they do,
0: and we love it. We get a lot of feedback from all over the world. Raiders.com, of course, the Raiders app, the mobile device on your phone. You could just punch the little radio symbol, and boom, there we are. Of course, the morning tailgate. Uh, We got uh, JT the Brick from 12 to 2 and myself from 2 to 5 unnecessary roughness, and we have the best insiders, best guests. Uh, We bring you all the details, all the information on injuries, what's going on with the team. The latest and the greatest, man, you can find on Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We really appreciate it on Raiders Roundtable. America First Credit Union we will be back again next week.